today is one of the best days ever so far because I finally got to hear the decision. I couldn't be live and checking my phone all the time because my shift starts at 6.30. And I, I woke up today like anxious and scared because today was one of those possible days that we were going to get the decision from the Supreme Court. And then I got a text message from my mom saying, Mija, no wanna quitar el DACA. And when she sent down a message, I wanted to cry. This is another battle that we just won. And we're going for more. Our dreams. We're going to continue to fight. Because this is just the beginning. And I'm always going to say it loud, say it proud. I'm a dreamer for life. <laughs> now maybe we're going to have a cup. Now we're going to be able to be relieved for a little bit. Knowing that the program is going to stay in. And they're not, they're not going to try to take it away. <laughs> Today is the start for change. <laughs> Thank you so much for everybody that supported me and every DACA recipient out there. We did it. We're visible and now they're going to be able to see that we're human too. That we are humans. And our dreams matter and our contribution matter as well. Because this is just the beginning. There's more to come for us. like four or five in the morning and I'm woken up by the sound of doors closing opening the sound of uh, the stove being turned on the sound of somebody cooking for a moment I don't know where I'm at and then I remember that I'm sleeping in the living room and that it's my mom cooking early in the morning. <laughs> early in the night, I guess. <laughs> I hear the the I hear the hum of the fan over the stove, her cooking. For some reason the light from the stove is blinding and irritating and I'm angry already. I'm mad. Mad that we're poor. Mad that we have to do what we're going to do. And in this reality, I'm selfish. Because I just want to go to sleep. I wish that I was somebody else. I wish that I would. I wish that I was born somewhere else. All these things are pulsating in my mind I'm angry already it's summer and I know what's and I know what my day is going to be like just anger and frustration and just uncomfortableness 
But my mom is cooking. She's already four or five in the morning. She's already working. So what's about to happen is that she's going to think that she's waking me up, but I'm already awake. She's, she's already working. She's going to quote unquote, wake me up. My dad's already awake. She's going to wake up my brothers that we have to get ready because we have to go to work. And <laughs> probably one of the worst jobs there is in America, I guess, is field work. It's the summer. We got to go pick grapes. So now that I think about it, my mom had to be up before whenever she had to cook or whatever. She had to psych herself up. She had to do that to herself in order to even get to the stove and start cooking to make lunch for us for ourselves I guess but in my mind I'm angry I'm, I'm, this isn't the first day this is, this is some day in the middle I'm just tired I'm, I'm irritated I don't want to do this anymore I don't why can't we why can't that like I don't I have questions. I have arrogant questions. And I don't have answers to it. I'm angry for not having those answers. I'm angry at the people that don't have the answers. And I'm angry that I'm in this situation. Not knowing that. Not knowing that the people that are providing for me are doing their best. And their best is where we are at now. And I'm angry. So the whole time I'm I'm just I'm pretty much being a fucking asshole, being more stressed on my parents than they already are going through. And I mean, how could I know? I I don't know. I'm a fucking kid. I don't know. I don't. I'm arrogant. I'm whatever. I don't know. I can only imagine what they're going through and what they have to endure on top of what I'm providing as far as stress so now not only do they have to go to a job that they fucking hate I know they hate but now they have to deal with me being a fucking looking back now Obviously, everybody would would have done something different, but at the time, I mean, who who would have known? Who who knows? Nobody knows. So not only does my mom have to make lunch for us for later on in the day, um, she has to deal with the kids that don't want to go do something that she doesn't want to go do, but that's just life. It's four or five in the morning. And she's cooking. The fan on the stove is going on. The light, that orange, annoying light is on. I'm in the living room. The kitchen and the living room are connected. 
and I have to pretend that I'm asleep. I want to go back to sleep. And now that I think about it, no matter how annoyed my mom was, no matter how much she might have hated the situation that we were in, she never like yelled or she she like the way I, I still the way she woke us up she would put her hands on us and kind of just push us back and forth be like levántate hey levántate and it was always soft she always woke us like she always woke us up soft But I was already mad. I couldn't see what um I was blinded, man. I could I couldn't see anything. I was just mad. I was mad. Why the fuck? Why are we poor? Why do we gotta do this? Why do I have to go to work? I'm a kid. I have why do I have to go to work? And I was always thinking about myself. Why me? Why this? Why that? I didn't think about it. It was like I never thought about why us. It was always me. Why? So she would wake us up, tell us to get dressed. Because we have to go to work. The sun's not even up yet, but we're up. She already made lunch for later on. We didn't eat breakfast. There was <laughs> no fucking breakfast. There was only one meal for the day. She um She was already working before everybody else. So we would have to get up and <laughs> the one thing that I one of the things that I fucking hella hated was that not only did we have to go to a work that we fucking hated, or I, I'm pretty sure they hated, but the go to a work that I hated, that I fucking was dreading but it took an hour to get there and this is back in the day um, when everybody up uh, I don't know in my mind everybody had a, a fucking in a line van a big-ass van and it would just be us kids in the back laying down pretending to sleep waiting to get to the field work but it's just like there, there was no, I don't know, the, the, like seat belts. This was back in the day, dude. Just being laying there, trying to go back to sleep and feeling every turn, every bump in the road. <laughs> My happiest days was when it would rain. Because I was like, oh, if it rains, we don't have to go to work. And I would be like, I hope it rains today. I hope it rains today. But we'd be bouncing around in the background. Dad, my dad driving, my mom on the passenger side, and just us kids in the background laying in the back of the van. There was no seats in the van. It was emptied out. It was just us. Uh, so if we got in an accident, we were all going to die. <laughs> 
while the car was moving, there was just still this little glimmer of hope, I guess. Like, oh, something might happen. We don't have to go to work. Something might happen. Something might happen. And I just remember saying, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. As soon as I felt the car slowing down and pulling up to where we were going to go to work. Ah, fuck, I hated that feeling. I still hate that feeling. I was born in Portland, Oregon because my parents followed the field work and they were working up there while my mom was pregnant. But we live in Madera, California and there's a lot of field work around us, mainly around the summer. And um, the summer field work is just unbearable. So one of the ones that I, oh, I mean, there's a lot of them, but the one that I really... The one that really sticks in my mind is picking grapes. It's fine in the morning, but it's in the it, it, it's in summer. So already, right off the bat, you have to be covered up from head to toe. You have to wear long sleeves. You wear a sweater. So can like you can only imagine like once the heat hits, not only is it hot, but you're freaking <laughs> covered up and you're sweating and it's exhausting and it's boring but somebody has to do it I guess so the way that, that, that picking grapes goes is that you know you start at one end of the field and you obviously you gotta go through the whole field to the other end so in the mid of the heat, not only are you sweating, not only is it fucking extremely hot, but it's also dusty as hell, and you're breathing in the dust, and it's exhausting because, oh no, if you're lucky, the dirt on the ground is hard. If you're not lucky, the dirt on the ground is soft. So you gotta, there's these buckets, probably... I don't know, your arm, your your body width length, and probably, like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's, it's like two shoe boxes deep, I guess, but, um, so you gotta fill that up, and you gotta know which grapes to pick, which to leave, which ones are just whatever, so you gotta fill that bucket up, and then, you gotta get as much as you can, and then you have this dolly thing, this 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 wheelbarrow thing that you have to put all your 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 boxes of grapes on there, and then you have to wheel them to the edge, to where the main road is from the field. So that's why I said like, if you're lucky, the ground is hard, because it's not as hard. But if you're not lucky, and the ground is soft, it's like. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're running through sand and plus all of that weight. I don't know how much it weighs. Um, but I know it's probably like 60 pounds and up. And I don't know how far um, 
the center to the edge of the field is, but it's 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 a long way. And you're not doing it just once. You're doing it multiple times a day. It's um It's just irritating. It's And you do that all day in the heat, sweating. Breathing in the dust, just just that's that's your existence. And you don't understand how tired you get until you get home. After all that's done, you've done I don't know how many rows of, of I don't know how many rows in the field you've done, but at the end of the day you're just exhausted, you just wanna go home, go shower. And when you shower, you can see all the dirt that has piled up on you. Your hands change in color because of all the dirt and all the and all the things that you've touched. Your hands change color. You have dirt inside your nose and the back of your throat and your eyes everywhere. You go home, you shower, and you just go to sleep. You're so exhausted, you just go to sleep. And then you wake up the next day and you do it all over again. That's what that is. And you keep doing it over and over again every day except Sunday. Sunday is the only day you have off. And, and Sunday, the only thing you can do is just wash your clothes. Wash your clothes, do whatever you got to do and get ready to start all over again. Monday through Saturday. You wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning until 4, 5, 6 in the afternoon in the summer. Go home, shower, go to sleep. Wake up 4 or 5 in the morning. Do that. Struggle through all that. Go home 5, 6 shower, go to sleep, wake up four or five in the morning, have to do it all over again. Get off at five, six, shower. And this is over and over and over. And you would think that like, you know, I mean, maybe it's good money. It's not, it's not good money. It's minimum wage. Not only that, it's also it's it's your it's your life. There's not nothing else exists. It's just that. It's kind of I mean there there's other things too, and it's hard to explain how just here it just I don't understand how they did it. I mean, I know they had to, but it's just like every day, that's all you did. Every day you woke up, you knew what you were going to go through, and then you were going to get off and then go home, go to sleep, exhausted. There's no fucking, uh, <laughs> there's no office drama. There's no, there's no Starbucks. There's no, this person did this at the start. There's no, there's not, none of that exists. The only thing that exists is grapes. 
<laughs> it's just, it's. I mean, I. There, there is a couple of things that I that I did enjoy that I do love from that experience. One was you didn't understand how good a tortilla and rice was until you were exhausted and starving and you just ate one like a, a taco made out of rice or whatever you're like oh my god this is the best thing on the planet right now lunchtime was my <laughs> was my favorite not only because I'm a fat boy <laughs> but because it was it, it was like the 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 calm in the storm i guess people would sit around in the dirt we would make a little table out of the buckets that we had to put the grapes in we would flip it over and that would be our table and people would share their their lunch that they made that morning one of my aunts she remembered that i i loved uh caldo that i love soup so she made some and she brought it just for me and we exchanged. I gave her my lunch. She gave me hers. You don't understand how amazing a Coca-Cola tastes until you are exhausted from work and in the heat. It's like you don't understand how amazing the United States is unless you suffered. There are a couple of things that I miss from field work. When um, when we used to pick figs, we would have to be there really early in the morning because I don't know why. But it was so early in the morning that we were in the middle of nowhere picking figs and there was no light pollution. And I could still see the stars. And I would make an excuse to go to the restroom, go whatever, just so I can just stand there and just stare at the stars. I miss that, that feeling of, I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm just going to take a little minute for myself. That, that's a good memory for me. That and lunchtime during picking grapes. Everybody's just, I think it's just those two things. Other than that, man, everything else was horrible. It's just frustrating. So I, I don't know. I, I just I just been thinking about that now. About how to appreciate what's going on around you because of what you've been through. And it just it sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget like yeah, the job that you're at sucks, maybe. But remember when it when it was worse? Remember when you had to do things you just didn't want to do? And how much frustrating that was? Remember that? Yeah, you do, huh? Well, shut the fuck up and staple those papers. <laughs> Sometimes I forget, and, and I wish I had something that could just... I could just remind myself constantly.
That was a struggle. That was irritating. And that was selfish of me to. But I mean, how could I? How could I know that uh, things just aren't? You can't choose. We are born into. You can't choose all those things. You can't choose. Who your parents are, what life you're going to be born into, how rich or whatever, you can't choose those things. And I think about it now, I'm just like, you know what, yeah, that sucked, yeah, I went through that, yeah, we went through that, but thinking about it now, I am glad that I went through that. It, I mean, it made me understand maybe who I am now. Would I do it all over again? Like right now? If, if somebody said, no, fuck no. <laughs> fuck that. But I'm glad that I went through it when I did. People that come here to work, people that come to the United States, <laughs> they're not taking anybody's job. They're not... People that come here, for the most part, are looking for something better. Now, if you think about it, if they're looking for something better, and they're doing this kind of work, what the fuck were they in before, dude? I um, I, I don't know. I find it irritating that people don't that don't know or haven't lived this life have opinions about it especially I hate to say white people but just people I guess people that just haven't been through this and they don't understand it and they have opinions about it it's just like dude you like they, they think that we're that 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 we're coming here to take all the benefits just Get unemployment, get 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 food stamps, get all these things, and just live off the government. And it's like the majority just want to work. The majority just want to have a better life that their own country couldn't provide. And why does that bother you? I don't know, man. But. I don't know what jobs anybody that's coming to America is taking. It's not. It's just field work. You weren't going to do it anyways. Let them just do it. It's, um. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just. From there, we moved on to working at the swap meets. Um. My dad got tired of working in the fields, and he started thinking about other solutions, and <clears throat> we started working at the Swami. My dad, uh, I've been struggling, like, do I have to explain every fucking single thing? And right now, I just realized, no, I don't. Dude, you want to know something? Fucking Google it. I'm not going <laughs> to. Mm. 
can't say that. So we started working at the Swami, and one of the stands that my the first stand that my dad made was um, he sold keychains, necklaces, and I think lip liner. That's how he started off as. That's all he sold. And then it got bigger and bigger. Eventually, we started selling hats, perfumes, nail polish, lip liners, scrunchies, toys, lipstick, playing cards, smoking pipes, bandanas. And it was better. <coughs> I mean, working there was better. It wasn't as bad as working in the fields. I mean, that has its own things, like own problems or whatever, but it was better. Um, you know, it all everything comes with its own problems. We had to work in the summer. We had to work in the winter. We had to work in the rain. Um, the summers working in the actual heat, just standing one place and just being basically being baked. In the winter, being in the cold, if it was raining, the wind and being wet. I mean, everything had like like in every, everything in life, it all has its own problems. It was easier, yes. Um... But it still sucked. But it wasn't as bad, I guess. But I think this is when I really started to learn um, what I wanted to do. It was an entrepreneurship. It was a business thing. It was a strategic thing. And I started to soak up game. <laughs> I started to soak up uh, the knowledge of, of selling something to somebody, of understanding um, uh how to run a business, understanding how to treat people, understanding customer service, understanding of positioning, uh, all these other things, and understanding what people want, the fads, uh, things that come and go, things that are always going to stay. So that's, I, I think, that's where my resume of knowledge, I guess, of business started from was because of working at the Swami. And and then it's kind of hard to explain and I kind of don't want to explain because this knowledge that I've gained is precious to me and it's just, I don't want anybody to have it unless they've lived through it. The only people that I would probably actually talk in depth of the things that I've gained, the knowledge that I've gained and the tactics and all these things are people that actually lived through it. If you didn't live through it, I'm not going to share this with you. Because it's like you didn't earn it. You haven't lived through it. But. I've read so many books on business. On. on, on I don't even want to mention the other things. But I've, I've, I've read these books. And I've understood these things about business. And I. The crazy thing is, I didn't even know that I was living through those lessons while I was working at the Swami. And I just think, hopefully, that I can utilize all these lessons, these tactics, these whatever that I've gained to hopefully be successful in the things that I'm doing. 
Because I've tried working other places besides what I'm doing now. I've worked. <laughs> I worked at Sal's. Quit that job. I worked at Food for Less. I worked at Pack and Save. I worked at factories here in Madeira. Eurotrip. Uh, BA, B whatever lighting. Uh, I worked at Chick Chansey, the casino. I've worked at so many jobs left and right, and, and it's just, it's never worked out because it's just not me. I can't. It's not that I can't take orders, it's just that there's this thing inside me that's bugging me that it's just like, you have, there's this thing I want to create. There's this thing that I want to do, and it's just bugging and bugging and bugging, and I can't think of anything else. If I'm. Um, it's just it's just constant it's like that feeling of of when you're trying to remember this person's name when you're trying to remember the a song when you're trying to find something and you just can't and it's just bugging you that's that's the constant feeling that i have about creating the things that i have in my mind creating uh creating the career that i want And for a while, I was struggling with it. For a while, I was just, I didn't know what to do. It didn't take till I met Philip that I realized, well, I mean, I always knew what I wanted to do. It, w it always had to be something with show business. It started in fifth grade when I figured out that I could play the saxophone. And I joined the band. And then I understood, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be performing i want to create something from nothing i want to be a producer i just want to create something i want to show something i want to have actual proof of the things that i've actually done the things that i'm capable of and i've struggled with that since fifth grade and it didn't take till i don't know how old i was but i started working at Saymart and i met phil and then he started doing comedy And for a while he was doing comedy and I was still wasn't I, I was just I had this irritation inside me. This 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 anxiousness, this this I guess it would feel like if you're stepping on the gas but your car is in neutral. That feeling. It didn't take until Philip and I talked on the balcony and started talking about comedy shows that I understood this is what I want to do now. This is what I want to put my full effort in. There are things that I want to create. And there are sacrifices I have to make. There are things. Because I think about it. My parents came from Mexico. To have a better life for themselves. And. If I'm just going to be. Working. At a, at, a, at a factory, at a car wash, or something. Just If I'm just going to be that, then in my mind it's like, well, then why did they even come to America? They could have just stayed in Mexico, and they could have been doing the same thing they're doing now, and I could have just been doing that. I could have been a car washer in Mexico. I could have been a factory worker in Mexico. 
but because they wanted to come to the United States to be something else, to provide something else for their children, for their children to be something else. Shouldn't I take advantage of that? Shouldn't I strive to be something more? Because if not, then, you know, why even come to, you should have just stayed there. The results would have been the same. So for me, it's like, I guess go for broke. Either it happens or it doesn't, but I have to keep trying. I have to keep, no, no matter, I have to keep pushing forward. I have to keep trying to make something out of this 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 dreadful situation coming from nothing to create something and i really don't care if people like it obviously no it's it's going to be a good thing if people like it but it's just like this feeling this drive this need to just make something is too strong and I can't. I can't fight it. I'm a slave to it. I. I just have to keep trying. No matter how much. No matter how many times I fall down. I just have to keep trying. I have to keep pushing. I have to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Remember how it felt to work in the fields. This is this as bad as that? No. So then, why are you complaining? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep going. Keep going. Just keep fighting. Keep going. I really don't know why I'm talking about this or what made me think about any of this. It's just. Woke up, and this is what, this was what was on my mind. I don't know, man. At first, I was mad that I was who I was, but now I'm okay with it. I'm actually glad that I am who I am. And I've gained the work ethic, the experience, and the knowledge that I have now that... I'm able to just create something out of nothing. I think it made me patient. It made me smarter. It made me more versatile. It made me ambitious. I guess because of the pandemic or whatever, it slowed me down. It made me stop and I couldn't keep working as much as I wanted to um, towards my goals, my dreams, my plans. It slowed me down, and I was um, I was actually kind of depressed because I'm like, man, I just felt like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything, and that was bumming me out. But now that because things are lifting, I feel like I could train. I just feel like just slowly. Slowly, the gears are turning. But it's that momentum. I feel like I can finally gain back the momentum that I lost. Finally get back to what I was 
trying to do what I'm meant to do. I'm excited. And I always try to find um, was it the silver lining of the things that are happening to me or are happening in the world, I guess. So maybe this pandemic, I'm going to see it as a blessing as far as that it made me realize the things that I'm capable of, the things that I've endured, the things that I'm that I'm fighting for. Gave me a breather, made me refocus, made me It gave me a boost. Made me realize look at these things that you've lost that you can't do. You miss it? Do you want it? Now you're able to do it. You have no excuses. You go out there and you get it or don't. The pandemic slowed you down. The pandemic stopped you. Now things are opening up. Now the door is open. Are you going to make excuses? You've been bitching about this this whole time. What are you going to do? Are you going to get it or not? Then shut the fuck up and go get it. You know what you've been through. You know what you've struggled through and you know what people have done to hold you up. What are you going to do? Either go get it or go sit down and shut the fuck up. Now is the time. Do it or don't. But stop talking about it. My name is Seven. And this was Memoirs of a Seven.